We're going to remain standing throughout uh, most of the first part of the service as a reminder to you. In the aftermath of the holiday, as we look on the beautiful Sunday of Epiphany, we're glad that perhaps the confusing noises and messages of that time of celebration are fading, and God is calling us to return to that safe place that's found in his presence. If we, during this time of rejoicing, have placed our confidence in other things and people instead of what we receive from him, God calls us this morning in worship to receive from him and to regain our focus. So let us pour out our hearts before the Holy One in the confession of our sins. God of light, we admit our retreat into the shadows of pretension and exclusion. How often we choose to associate with people who are like us and then look down on the others who differ from us. It is easier to discover their sins than to admit our own. We judge the poor and join their oppressors while you call us to identify with those in need that all may prosper together. We imagine that we alone are faithful stewards of your grace, while you welcome as fellow saints with us many whom we ignore. Save us from our earthbound judgments, that we may look up and be guided by the star that draws all people to you. Because of your forgiving presence leaves us in all, we fall down to worship you. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who in his great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all with hearty repentance and true faith turn to him. He tells us that our prayers do result in abundant mercy, his pardon, and his confirming and strengthening us for his service. So friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Let's now repeat together our faith in those wonderful words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father, the Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So now let's take a moment to greet each other in the spirit of the Lord. Amen. 
Good morning. Happy New Year. Yeah, feels like it's already an old year, doesn't it, huh? Six days into it, we are grateful that you're with us today on Epiphany Sunday. And Epiphany Sunday brings to Church of the Palms some new things. And uh, good for you, you got here on time this morning. Well done, yeah, okay. Yes, and don't pay attention to those people who are coming in here in about 10 minutes, but we'll... We will receive them with grace. Uh, we are thankful that you have uh, taken on this adjustment in our morning schedule and allowing for us to have some time in between our services for some equipping opportunities, adult education. We invite you to those things today. And uh, they are listed in your bulletins on page 10 and 11. We invite you to take a look at all the opportunities that we've outlined for you, not only for our children, for youth, and our families, but also for all adults. Uh, we would love to have you try on some of these new classes that we're making available for you to begin the new year in a new way, to perhaps start a very intentional equipping journey for yourself to discover how more you can grow into being a disciple of Jesus Christ. So lots of things that are available for you and we, pay, we encourage you to pay attention to those and to avail yourselves of this brand new year and a brand new opportunity to grow in Jesus Christ. We are grateful to have the Westminster College Choir here for, with us this morning. Yay. at the direction of Robin Lind, and uh, we also have uh, Chaplain Jim Moore who's with us uh, here, and they will be leading us in worship this morning, and also this afternoon we'll be performing a concert here in the sanctuary at two o'clock. So we invite you to come back and hear more of their beautiful music. We are grateful that they have made the journey uh, south and uh, will be here in Florida throughout the course of the week at various venues, and we'll be returning back to the warm climes of Pennsylvania after this week. So we're grateful for your being here and thank you Robin for bringing your, your crew with us, with you. We uh, also want to encourage you to uh, take advantage of other opportunities of spiritual formation throughout the course of the week. We have some new classes beginning on Wednesday and uh, take note of those opportunities. They're also on page 10 and 11 in your bulletin. There will be a class this evening at 5.30 taught by myself on the Chronicles of Narnia. We invite you to come and be a part of that as well. And our new Stephen Ministry class begins its sessions this coming Wednesday. And if you would still like to be considered a Stephen minister, we would invite you to come and be a part of that class this coming uh, Wednesday night as well. And then finally, next Sunday, we will be having our, the installation of uh, Dr. Brown, Dr. Mingi Brown, who will be installed officially as our associate pastor for congregational care here in the sanctuary at three o'clock. So we invite you to come next Sunday afternoon for that as well. Now let us continue our worship through the presentation of our offering.
Let us pray. Most gracious and loving God, like the wise men of olden days, we bring our tithes and offerings and prayers to you. May these gifts be used for your glory, for we offer them to, your, to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. And I would like to invite the children to come forward for children's time. Great. We have the parting of the Red Seas with the ushers as we're coming down the center aisle. So 
really great to be here. We're trying to figure out our timing on everything now, and I think we have, don't have our preschoolers yet from their music time, but we're going to figure all that out. And this is so exciting for us because when we leave this space, we're going up to a kid's worship where we are going to, hi guys, we are going to praise God we're going to experience God and learn all about him so then we can respond to God in a way that's just right for us. And then after that, we go to our small group time so that they can get to know each, excuse me, each other better and their adult leaders, that they can get to know them a little bit better. So great, exciting stuff. Hello. Hey, Brooke. Hello. Great to see you guys. Okay, so for the month, we are talking about determination to keep doing something, even when it's kind of hard to do. I was trying to think of something that you guys might have to do where you have to be determined. Has anyone done science fair projects yet? Those can kind of take some determination sometimes, can't they? How about making a fort in your living room? Has anyone made a fort in their living room? I mean, it is great fun. Anyone have a cat jump in the middle of the fort? Yeah, or a sibling that tears it down and you have to keep trying to build the fort? Have you built a fort before? You have? Oh, it's so much fun. Well, guess what? Noah had to build something a little bigger than a fort. And each week, we're going to talk about a different character in our Bible who teaches us one of these traits. So we probably all know the story of Noah, right? That he was like the only good guy left on earth, and God's like, man, I'm done with earth. Those people are evil. He wanted to do over, so he wanted to flood the entire earth. But Noah, he goes, I've got a great big job for you. I want you to build the biggest boat you can ever imagine. You know how big this boat was? I mean, like something like 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet tall, bigger than a football field. And this is just Noah and his sons to build it. So it didn't take him a week or two weeks or a few months. It took him 50 years to build this boat. Well, guess what? The skies were blue. People were laughing at him going, hey, Noah, how's that boat going? Pretty silly that you're doing all that. Laughing at him, making fun of him. So he had to be so determined to finish making this boat that God asked him to do. Then he has to get all the animals. How many animals? Two of every kind, right? Gets them all on the boat, gets his family in the boat. The people are laughing at him. And guess what happens? It starts to rain. And it rains, and it rains, 40 days and 40 nights, and Noah saves all of the animals and all of humankind because he was determined, and he was willing to follow God even when it was tough. And I think that's what he wants to teach us today. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for calling us to do the big jobs and the little jobs, and for always being by our side. We just pray that we will always follow you in everything that you ask us to do and help us to be determined. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. sure I like this children's sermon next to the adult sermon. <laughs> I got more to live up to now. 
Uh, just one uh, other service note. Uh, the last hymn, We Three Kings of Orient are, we're just singing verses 1 and 5. That's noted in your bulletin, but we just want to make sure you pay attention to that, that you don't go running into verse 2. Our scripture this morning uh, comes to us from uh, both the Old and New Testaments. The first from the uh, prophet Isaiah, the 60th chapter, verses 1 through 6. Hear the word of God. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah and those from Sheba shall come. And they shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Our second lesson is from the Gospel of Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet in you, Bethlehem and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. And when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On, an enter on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and they paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country, but by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. 
Open our hearts and our minds, O oh Lord, to the, to the word that has just been read, and even more so to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ, that we may come and worship him as well, for we ask it in Christ's name, amen. Today is Epiphany Sunday. Epiphany Sunday celebrates the visit of the wise men to the nativity and it is also the official end of the Christmas season. Christmas season is the shortest of all the church seasons, a little less than two weeks, 12 days, the 12 days of Christmas. Precious little time to take in the marvelous drama of Christmas, the angels and shepherds and birthing parents and visiting astrologers. Quite a cast of characters for such a short time as this. And it's not just the characters of Christmas, but it's also what they're doing. They're all heading somewhere. There's a lot of traveling going on at Christmas time. Mary travels to Elizabeth. Mary and Joseph travel to Judea. The shepherds travel up to Bethlehem. The wise men follow the star in the east. They head home another way. Lots of holiday travels. Christmas is the time to be on the move. You know about that. A lot of us were on the move at Christmas. But the travels of Christmas, at least that first Christmas, all happen as the result of earlier dreams, dreams. Many of our Christmas characters have been dreaming during Christmas. Christmas is the season of dreams. Joseph is dreaming. The wise men are dreaming. And in those dreams, angels appear. Joseph sees an angel. The wise men see an angel. Zechariah sees an angel. Mary sees an angel. The shepherds see angels. And, and with each of these angelic appearances come dreams. Dreams beget dreams. Dreams bring about angels, and angels bring about dreams. Christmas is the season of dreaming. And the dreams the angels bring are to wonder with the Christmas characters, could something be that has never been? Could something be that has never been? Zechariah, your, could your old wife, you know, well beyond childbearing years, could, could she still bear a child, asked the angel? Could something be that has never been? Mary, the Holy Spirit will conceive in your womb and you will bear a son. How can this be since I am a virgin? She asked, well, could something be that has never been? Joseph, your wife is pregnant and it's not what you think it is. She will bear a son and you will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. Could Joseph something be that has never been? These are the dreams of Christmas. Dreams that 
that set the dreamers on their way, on their way from the way life used to be to the way life will be. They, they carry the angel's question with them. Could something be that has never been? Well, only one way to find out. We must travel. Let us go up to Bethlehem. Let us travel to Judea. Let us go home by another way. It was their dreams, of course, that set the course. Their, their dreams set them to travel to places they had never been. And in their faithful obedience to their dreams, they receive epiphanies. They discover what God can do. So what have you been dreaming this Christmas? And are those dreams taking you somewhere you've never been? In the story of Les Miserables, that some of you have seen in the theater and that the rest of you better go see if you know what's good for you. <laughs> the hardened ex-convict Jean Valjean, embittered by 19 years in prison for stealing a loaf of bread, wanders the French countryside and eventually bangs on the door of a bishop for a scrap of food. Now, what he doesn't know, and this is Steve's interpretation, is that the bishop is also, in a sense, an angel. And the angel invites him to table and serves him from the finest silver. With a belly full, the hardened Valjean returns the favor by rising in the middle of the night and stealing the bishop's silver. When he's caught the next day, they bring him back to the bishop for the bishop's condemnation and what the bishop angel does is he offers the candlesticks as well. And in doing so, he places within Jean Valjean a dream, a dream for his life that he could not dream for himself. Could something be for you that has never been. Jean Valjean, my brother, says the angel, you no longer belong to evil but to good. I have bought your soul of you. I withdraw it from black thoughts and the spirit of perdition and give it to God. The angel places a dream inside a soul. Now, those of you who have read the book know that what immediately happens after Valjean receives this great blessing of grace, this is not in the play or the movie, is that he goes out and immediately steals the money of a child. No sooner has he received this great dream, but that he instinctively returns to the way life used to be. And just as he realizes what an awful thing he's done, he sees a vision. He sees a vision, it's a vision of two images, the image of the bishop and the image of himself. The image of beauty and the image, as he sees it, of disgust himself. And by grace, he's given the chance to view that, that vision for a while such that the, the image of the bishop continues to grow and the image of Jean Valjean continues to recede until all that he can see is the vision of the bishop, the angel of mercy. And the dream that he sees now 
It is the dream he pursues. It sets the dreamer on his way, a new way, a place he's never been, a redemptive life. He heard the question of the angel, could something be that has never been? So it is epiphany. It is the close of Christmas. This week, the tree will come down, the decorations packed away. For most of you, that's already happened. Time to go back to the way life used to be. Back to what we once were. But what about the dream? What about the dreams? Were there any dreams? Did you see angels? Did you hear their question? Could something be that has never been? This display before you, by God's grace, does not come down. This table remains. The table of grace and mercy, silver, the finest silver, from which to be fed. Is this the vision that the angel brings to us today? A new table for a new year, a table of grace that implores us to travel by another road to a place we've never been. Might your soul, this table asks, might your soul have been purchased such that you no longer belong to what has been but to what will be by God's grace. The old George Bernard Shaw line puts it another way. Some see things that are and say, why? But others dream things that never were and say, why not? You know about that dream, don't you? It is in your soul It's the dream of the angel, a dream of a different way for you. It's the good dream. And you know that the image of the angel that appears before you stands to grow in front of you and inside of you. You know that, don't you? So take heart or should I say, let your heart be taken. Find for yourself the new road and discover the epiphany.
just by God's grace, isn't it, that at the beginning of this year we come to this table? For it is at this table where the message is that whatever has been does not need to be. That this can be the do-over. This can begin the beginning. This can be the fresh start. So we invite you to come to this table with all of what your past might have been. We invite you to come to this table realizing that we all have been on our different journeys. We all have come to this place by different roads. We invite you to this table knowing that who meets us here at this point is Jesus Christ. And Jesus, as he meets all who come his way, is willing to say to us, go in grace. Go and be a new creation. Go and live a new life by the power of the Holy Spirit. So come, those of you who wish to begin anew, come to this table. Find here the gifts of grace and forgiveness. Find here the food of mercy and love. Hear the words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ as they delivered by the Apostle Paul. I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the same night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take and eat. For this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, Jesus took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you remember the Lord's death until he comes again and he will come again. Let us pray. We are grateful, O oh Lord, that you give us epiphanies. You bring us to this table knowing that you have a plan for light to come into whatever darkness there may be. So we ask, O oh God, that you will receive us at this table, that these elements may become for us the sacred feast of the kingdom of God and that we may know of your presence through the power of your Holy Spirit such that we may Leave this place as new creations for the sake of your world that yearns to know of your love. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ who taught us all to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our Lord took bread.
after supper, Jesus took the cup.
Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And he who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be the worthy sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. For no one has ever seen God but if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. prayer. Eternal God, we thank you for the bread of life and the cup of salvation. In this meal we have been united with Christ, who is the light of the world. Now send us out into the world with your power and Holy Spirit to share your love and light with all we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Christ in the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.
From the sanctuary of Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida, you're watching another live telecast of our 9 o'clock worship service. These broadcasts are brought to you each week on Channel 189 of Comcast Cable locally and streamed around the world on the Internet via live streaming. We're located at 3224 Bee Ridge Road in Sarasota, Florida, 34239. Our website is www.churchofthepalms.org, and there you'll find everything you want to know about Church of the Palms, including schedules of events and archived sermons of Dr. Stephen McConnell. Church of the Palms is a Presbyterian church, USA. By the way, you can find us on Facebook. Click the Facebook link on our website, churchofthepalms.org, to be redirected over to our Facebook page and like us to get updates on weekly events. We call your attention to our new worship schedule at 9 a.m., Worship in the Sanctuary and the Garden. At 10 a.m., Fellowship and Hospitality for Everyone Under the Tree. At 10.15 a.m., Spiritual Formation for All Ages. At 11 a.m., Sanctuary Worship, beginning with music in a sacred space. At 12 p.m., Fellowship and Hospitality. Sunday, January 13th at 3 p.m., everyone is invited to join us in the sanctuary for the installation of our new pastor for congregational care, the Reverend Dr. Mingi Brown. Tutoring will begin again on January 8th. We'd love to have you join us to help our students. If you have questions and or want to sign up to tutor, please see Judy Armitage under the fellowship tree or you can call her at 924-1323. You're invited to join a group of dedicated gardeners who prepare and harvest the church vegetable garden. The purpose of this garden is to supply fresh, nutritious vegetables for distribution to those in need through our food pantry. We're in need of volunteers willing to water and or harvest. You may sign up for one or more days throughout the week Monday through Sunday, hours are flexible, so you are welcome to come anytime that is convenient for you. Time tithers strive to use their God-given gifts in service to others, having made a private and personal covenant with God, and they will, on average, devote at least one-tenth of their discretionary time to studying His Word and doing His work. If you can lend a helping hand, or if you're interested in learning more about becoming a time tither, please call us at 941-927-8585. Again, thank you for watching this live telecast from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. Next Sunday morning at 9, we'll return to Channel 189 of Comcast Cable locally, as well as on the Internet around the world via live streaming. In the days between, may the peace of Christ be the source of your guidance and confidence. This is Jimmy Lance. Enjoy this day, this gift, God's good morning.